Today's episode of You Talking You Too to Me is sponsored in part by Stamps.com. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package right from your desk using your own computer and printer. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in Bono, like the lead singer of U2. Use the promo code Bono for the special offer, which includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. That's a no-risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer. And now, on with the show. From boy to boots, getting them on, that is, this is you talking you two to me, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things you two. And by that countdown, you know what album we are discussing on today's show. Uno, dos, tres... Catorce, we are discussing how to dismantle an atomic bomb the entire show. We are going to talk about every little detail. Throw away your computers. You will no longer need them. (laughs) Are you actually telling people to throw their computers into the garbage? Look, recycle them if you have to. Okay, that's fine. Okay, good. I know you're Mr. Environmental. Yeah. Listen, if it harms the earth, I'm going to have to stop you from encouraging it. Okay. That's my slogan. <laughs> it's a catchy one. Might catch on. I'm not sure. Um, welcome to you talking you two to me. As I discussed, um, compendium, all things you two, we got Slurpin' Joe over here. Hey, this is Slurpin' Joe coming at you. Did you slurp a little closer to that microphone? Did I, was that audible? <laughs> it was as audible as audible.com. Hey. Um, Welcome to the show. I am one of your hosts. You know me from Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Maybe even more importantly, Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show, which if you're listening to this the day it comes out, third season comes out tomorrow. Set your DVRs or fuck it. Just watch it live. Thursday night. Thursday night, 1030, 930 Central, if you're in the Central time zone. 1030 p.m. or a.m.? It's actually p.m. I think there should be three different 1030s. Mm-hmm. Don't you think there should be an AM, a PM, and like a, a BM? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this week, Comedy Bang Bang and a special time, 10.30 BM. <laughs> there should be a third a third time that we repeat the numbers when people just take shits. <laughs> 10.30 BM just means it's it's your... Your ten tenth and a half BM of the day, <laughs> yeah. and that's when. Well, we talked in a previous show. And it just plays in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> we talked in a previous show how many shits we take a day. Go back to episode eight for that discussion. <laughs> we got to move on today. Well, it's how many shits we think the average person probably takes a probably. day. Probably, and, and we are not the average person. We're in show business. Yeah, listen, we are far <laughs> from average, folks. So for us, it's twelve hundred times a day. <laughs> yeah. Stars, they're not just like us. Hey, that's showbiz, guys. <laughs> when you're acting, uh-huh, yeah. You yeah, use yeah, yeah, your yeah. entire body. Yes. It's like being an athlete. Yes. So you gotta Thank take you. 1,400 shits. Well, for me, it's 1,200 shits, Scott. Mm, mm. Um, by the way, comedy bang bang. Look, I'm just a guy just like you. 
Okay, I'm just a regular Hollywood actor with a symmetrical face. I'm sitting across just a, it's just a a wooden hey, table. Knock knock knock. Hey. It's a table. It's not a door. Put my shoes on one at a time. Sure. Hey, if I would love it if they would invent a way to put shoes on two at a time. There is a way, Scott. Tell me. You need two pulley systems. Two pulley systems? In your not living Not one room. pulley system with two pulleys? Two separate pulley systems that do not intersect and they don't touch <laughs> they each They don't work other. together. Not in conjunction with each other. They both have to be white colored. Okay. They both need to be the color white and at all times they must be immaculate. Okay. Dust free? Dust free. And if there is dust on them, you need to fire... Everyone who works for you. <laughs> Wait, even people who are not at my house, not my house staff. No, I have my office staff and my house staff. They are somehow responsible, your office staff. I just took off my shoes, by the way. Is that going to bother you? I, well, now that I know you did it, <laughs> it might bother me. If, listen, can I just talk to the listeners sure, for a sure. second? But I have not introduced you, but go ahead. Can you take off your headphones just for a second? So okay, I, here we go. First of all, listeners, I'd like to talk about the sound that Scott's ears make when he takes his headphones off. Um, it's because neither of his ears have skin on them. So every time he puts a headphone on, the rubber uh, foam... Uh, I gotta the, interrupt you here. My, my ear is really itchy. I gotta scratch my ear. Okay. Can you better. believe? Can better. you believe that that's not even what I wanted to talk to you about? What I wanted to talk to you about? You're talking to me? Oh no, you're talking to no. I'm talking to. Are you talking to you two to me? <laughs> I'm talking you two to the listeners. If I sound at all distracted tonight, listeners, just know that it's because, not because Scott took his shoes off. It's because of my knowledge that Scott took his shoes off, and I don't want you to think it's you. It's Scott's insistence on letting me know that he took his shoes off. Thank you very much. Can I put these back on? Please put them back on. Ugh. Ah, that's better. Hey, if you could do it on a plane, what, what's your opinion of taking shoes off on a plane? I think that, look, not in first class either, in just regular coach economy. Of course, that's all I fly. <laughs> um, I think that you should be allowed to take your shoes off, but... It's up to the individual. If you have feet that smell horrible, mm -hmm. keep your shoes on. How do people know if they have feet that smell horrible? Like when they're they, trick-or-treating, maybe they implore people to smell their feet? Yes. That's actually the perfect time is when you're trick-or-treating. <laughs> if there's a knock on the door, mm -hmm. you open the door, they say trick-or-treat. You, you say, all right. Sm smell my feet. Yes, uh -huh. that's uh -huh. what you say, yeah, and good, you good. stick your 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 foot right in their little fucking faces. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so they say trick or treat, then you say smell my feet. Yes, and then they have to smell your feet, and if they smell the feet, they get candy. They get candy, and then but they have to be completely honest with you. If you and how do you get trick or treaters at your place? Uh, we haven't lived there during Halloween. Oh, that's going to be a great Halloween. Uh, Did, but okay, if you, if every single time someone came to the door mm -hmm. and said trick or treat, and yeah. then you took off your shoe, shoved your foot in their face, and said, smell my feet. Yeah. How do you think they would react? 
Um, I can only imagine how their parents would react. Mm-hmm. Because on average— Do you live in one of those neighborhoods where kids are with parents when they trick-or-treat? I don't know. I haven't been there for Halloween yet. Mm, that's going to be a good Halloween. Can well, we- it seems like now just trick-or-treaters don't really come to houses. It's always like designated areas, at least in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, right? It's like yeah. dead-end streets when well, they close off the street to traffic and you can go run around and get your goddamn candy. But guys like us, we, we don't live in the suburbs, you know what I mean? We're in <laughs> those course not. houses in the hills. Mm-hmm. Looking down at the people that look like ants. Just blasting our tunes. Blasting our diarrhea. Waving our penises. <laughs> blasting <laughs> diarrhea and waving penises. Hey, guys. <laughs> flop, 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 flop. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> All right. I have to introduce you. I haven't even oh, introduced myself. I do. You know me from Comedy Bang Bang. Please watch it this Thursday, 10.30, 9.30 Central, season premiere with Pat Oswalt. I'm watching it at 10.30 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I am Scott, and across the table from me, you know him from... He's going to go on a little trip this Christmas, and you're going to go with him. A trip in a time machine located within a hot tub. That's right. Hot Tub Time Machine 2, the the star. Do you play the hot tub or the time machine? I play the water in the hot tub. <laughs> really, you know, your body is made up of 90% water, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, Steve Pink, the director of the movie, was like, okay, I've got these guys, I've got these guys, I've got all the guys from the original movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, they, like, they could not locate wa- enough water to fill this hot tub. Because sure, they the had ho- ice. Oh, well, they had ice, but you need ice to make a movie, so they couldn't yeah. melt the ice. No, of course not. And that's a big hot tub. I don't know if you noticed in the first movie, it's a giant, 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 yeah, like, giant hot tub. Like a person fit inside of it. Uh, four four guys. Four guys. Four guys <laughs> fit in the hot tub. So it's big. Yeah. It's grown a, men. It's a big one. That would be cool if, like, four boys, four little it's boys. three grown men and Clark Duke all <laughs> fit into the <laughs> – Is he back? Is Clark Duke back? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. So I said I'd be the water, so that's mm-hmm. how I got the, the role. Great. I think we should bail out of that. Good stuff. That Good bit. bit. Yeah, great. Great bit. bit. Hey, welcome to Great Bits, by the way. <laughs> Do we have a theme song for this? Yeah. We should, should we open up the old Great Bit podcast? Here we go. Hey, welcome to another episode of Great Bits. Hey, everybody. I'm Scott. Hey, I'm Scott, and you ha- are listening. You ha- are listening to Great <laughs> Bits. Great Bit, Scott. Hey, thanks so much. Let's close it up. Boy, good, good podcast. Strong. It's a strong new entry. Oh, I was talking about my coffee. <laughs> what? Sorry, it was as if we were doing an episode of Great Bits. Are you hearing a lot of echo because we have that door open? Like when I go, what? Do you hear that? Like you can hear it in the other room. I don't know. If you... We're in the new Earwolf Should Studios. Should I close the door? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, maybe maybe give it a, maybe just close it a little, like don't, don't, don't shut it all the way. What the fuck are you doing? Don't do that. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's pretty good. That sounds better. Um, we were the first show to ever record in the new Earwolf uh, recording studio. I don't know if we talked about that on the last one. We briefly talked about it. Did we? Okay. So uh, we were the first show and now we're back and they've they've sort of uh, set it up to be a little more soundproof, but it all looks great in here. Has everyone 
Have a lot of shows recorded in here since then? I mean, that was a while, that was already like five weeks ago. Yeah, we have not been together for a while. And by the way, we are completely caught up. And yes, we have not recorded an episode since the last one that you all heard. So, so. this episode that we're recording now is going to be day up after in, tomorrow. Day after it'll tomorrow, be it'll be up. So we are like caught up. We are yeah. behind. We started this in December by yeah. the way. <laughs> and it's Cinco de Mayo right now. <laughs> yeah. So we have been recording these very stealthily and very erratically, yeah. but we're all caught up now and we really need to start cranking these out to get them. And this, and well, by the way, what are we sacrificing? Just like, what are we sacrificing so people know um, what we sacrifice in order to do this show? Like, what could you be doing tonight? Um, uh, putting my, my children to bed. And you didn't do that tonight. No, because you said seven o'clock. I thought we were doing it at nine o'clock. Well, we had to do two episodes right. tonight. You know, right? Yeah. Ooh, the next episode is going to be a good one. Oh yeah, this one, eh, not so good. But we do have some big news before we get to how to dismantle an atomic bomb. By the way, did I introduce you? Hot tub time machine, right? Parks and recreation, right? Got to talk about that finale, boy. Oh yeah, did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Now, no spoilers to anyone. Yeah. Out there, but were you wearing your own tuxedo? No, that's someone dressed. That's so you funny because when I saw you last week, I was wearing a suit, and you said, "Is that your tuxedo?" <laughs> you just so clearly I'm associate me with fascinated with that tuxedo. tuxedo. You really are. Well, you know, I told you the story about like in last season of Comedy Bang Bang, we needed someone to act on the show, and they had to have their own tuxedo. Right, and I said, "I know the guy," <laughs> <laughs> and you were there. At a moment's and notice. I think when I came and did a con- Comedy Bang Bang Live mm-hmm. show, I- You came in your own tuxedo. I brought my tuxedo. Which like is I, why I knew you owned one. But I think I had worn it to some other Comedy Bang Bang thing before that. Mm-hmm. Is Like, for some reason, I thought you might- Or maybe that was the first time. Well, Who cares? And then you went on Conan, I believe, with your own tuxedo. I did think you I not? did. Yeah, yeah. But, that was, but that was after you did it on a live show with me. Yep. You kind of sold out. A little it, bit, yeah. Did it on Conan. Yeah. Because we all know uh, it, going on Conan is a total sellout. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what were we trying to say? Yeah, you're uh, Scott, by the way. Scott's here. Hey, everyone. This is Scott. You're not going to say hello to your family? You're not going like to say hello? I'd like to say hello to my family. I'd like to say hello to you, Scott, Engineer Cody. I'd like to say hello to you. I would like to say hello to my friends. I would like to say hello to the new studio. It's very nice. Mm. So now, by we, the way, going on Conan is yeah. not a sellout of any sort. Well, you're sort of a sellout just in general. Is That's true. Uh, so we have not seen each other in this capacity for a while. I feel right. like the last time that we was it five weeks or like three weeks. It was a while. Yeah, I don't even know how long ago it was, but we but we uh, we've not sat across the desk from each other for a long time. But what we have done should we talk? Should we talk about this? Should we talk yeah, about yeah, where yeah, we yeah. saw each other last? Yeah, totally. Why not? We should talk about this. Do you think not? Why? Why no, don't we, you think we should? I'm kind of acting because I know oh. we're going to talk about <laughs> <Okay>. this. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Where we have seen each other is we saw each other in a little town. Do you want to say it or or do I want to say it? 
I think you really want to say it. That's what I know. We already like. talked about that. I was going to say it. I'm oh. just acting. God, <laughs> this is so confusing. I think it's mostly confusing because your acting is so good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Do you really? That's so oh, nice coming okay. from a from go. an actor like you. You're great, Scott. You're a great Thank actor. You. Thank usually, you so much. Usually, I just tell you off the air, and that's enough. <laughs> um. So we saw each other in a little town called Washington D.C. We saw each other on Thursday. And what were we doing there? Sorry. Are you playing something? (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) I accidentally turned on something on the computer and just started playing something. I'm I'm looking something up, which is why I have such halting uh, speech right now, because I'm looking for something on the computer. Why don't you take over a little fucking bit? (laughs) Scott and I saw each other, ran literally... Ran into each other. Literally smacked each other in our big couple of coconuts. Bonk! In, inside, not just at, not at, the facility. Definitely, don't say at. Inside the east wing of the White House. The White House. The White House. We were both inside of it. It was, it was pretty crazy. And while we were... Do you want to? Should we talk about why we were there? Why we were there? Definitely. I uh, people who know me know, uh, and and people who listen to the other show or just who know my career know that I co-created and direct the Between Two Ferns videos, and we did one with Barack Obama recently. Um, President Barack Obama. Pre- okay, President Barack Obama. Really, you're gonna, I know. Well, it's a it's a federal offense. To is it really? a federal offense? I think it might be. Is it really to just call to well, just call wait. him Barack Obama? Uh, let me look it up. Use the search function. Wait a second. Is this an episode of Great Bits? <laughs> My God, that that <laughs> podcast of ours has cursed every other bit. <laughs> every other bit we've done. Um, so both of us made. Videos that tied into the Affordable Health Care Act, right? Which was a bit of policy. If you're listening to this in the future, it was something that happened in 2014. Yeah, just a footnote in history. Yes, but we both made videos. I made a Between Two Ferns video starring President Barack Obama, which has been been um, viewed uh, just on the Funny or Die website 22 million times. Adam made. A video. I'm looking it up. It's called "A Message from Step Brothers Adam Scott," and it has been viewed 250 thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, we both ended up in the White House. <laughs> oh, it's kind of you to point that out, Scott. <laughs> so we both went, and we both both went with our significant others. Yes, mine is pretty significant. I'm married to her. Yeah. Kulab, yeah, and you describe your situation because I couldn't quite figure out what was going on. We're married. She is my wife. Okay, I wasn't getting that vibe. Really? No, she seemed like she was kind of like had a roving well, she, eye. She's also she, was she checking you out? I think is that she what you're looked saying? at my little butt at one point. Your little butt. Is that what you call your penis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's smaller than my big butt. No, we were both there with our significant, sig- <laughs> with our lemony snicket um, others, with our significant others, uh, going to a reception, which was kind of a thank you for everyone that worked 
in support of the Affordable Care Act. A lot of uh, – there were some athletes, some actors. There were athletes there. There were actors there. Like Billy Eichner was there. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fit into either of those two categories. Well, he's he's actually a, a an Olympic athlete. I oh, I had no idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> there, But then it was it was like three, 400 people. There were – I'd go a little less than that. But Really? Yeah. I, uh, there were supposed to be 100, and I think peop, some people there were bummed that there were like 200. Oh, I thought it was maybe more. Maybe it, it could have been. I don't know. But then um, there were tech people there, all the people that worked on reviving the website. Like it mm-hmm. was a, a a big thank you luncheon. Yes, it wasn't even a luncheon. They they served canapes. Yes, and drinks. Like people, mm-hmm. a lot were of drinks. Like yeah. I got fucked up, dude. Um, but right before, because the president and the first lady came out to give a speech, a thank you speech to everybody. But mm-hmm. before that. Uh, some of us got to go and say hello to the president and first lady and take a photo. And That's who's... right. Now, here's how this all went down. At a certain point, I get the word, hey, man, go meet by the JFK portrait. Um, and JFK, by the way, the portrait in the White House in the East Wing, he's looking down. You can't see his eyes because it's one of the only portraits that was created posthumously. Yeah. And the painter did not feel comfortable painting the eyes of a dead man. Is that really the yes, story? Yes, we learned that in the uh, the tour earlier. Oh, that's interesting. So, but they said, hey, go meet at the JFK portrait, and you're going to go meet the president. Mm-hmm. And they said to me, unfortunately, because Kulop is right there holding my hand, we're not ashamed. We have PDAs, public dispa- displays. <laughs> but you, you guys do public displays? <laughs> oh, I love a good public display. <laughs> Um, but they said, they said, unfortunately, this is not a plus one situation. Uh, so Kulop won't be able to go. Oh, that sucks. Was she super bummed? So meanwhile, I see Adam Scott and his wife. I don't know if you want to say her name. His (laughs) wife. I don't know if you want to say her name on this podcast, but she may guest on it at some point. So we can't say her name. She, we, I've said her, Naomi, I've said her name before. Okay, great. All of a sudden I see Adam Scott and Naomi. Go by the JFK portrait and get ushered in <laughs> after I've just been told it's not a plus one situation. And I try to follow you guys, and Kulop is clasping my hand like, yeah. don't let go. Just yeah, yeah, get yeah, me yeah. in here. Right. And they stop me at the door and go, uh, sorry, she can't come oh, in. Oh, man. Re- I didn't know any of this went down. Yeah. So, and I'm like, and no, I was telling You're you. You're like, I have 77 million views. <laughs> this guy, 250K. <laughs> yeah. But I just was like, you know what? Hollywood stars, they get whatever the fuck they want. That's crazy. I had no idea that was going well, on. I told Naomi that, and she was like, oh, I think I just I, – I snuck in or I slipped. She was being nice about it. But it, right. it is – you figure out your status very quickly right. in a situation like that. Right. You figure out who's on an NBC show, who's on an IFC show. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And let's be frank. You're on an NBC show. And you're on an IFC show. Hey, that's been an episode of Let's Be Frank. You know what? I would like to amend that by saying, um, "How about you say let's be frank?" And I'm gonna and I'm gonna show you a different way okay. to to use that same phrase. All right. Let's be frank. Okay. Hi everyone. I'm Frank, and that's been an episode of Let's Be Frank. Good episode. That was pretty good. That was a good episode. Yeah. Uh, so in any case, Kulop's bumming. Although so, I'm not seeing this. So you so then you were like, sorry, honey, 
I, I, I feel like I, I have to go in. Yeah, I have to go meet the president. Oh, boy. And she was like, yes, go ahead, I guess. Yeah, she's bumming. So anyway, y- you and I are talking uh, in the middle of the room. We don't know a lot of people there. Did you know anyone else there? Not really. I mean, I knew Billy and- And Mike Farah, maybe. Mike Farah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, at one point, Nia Long start, started talking yeah, to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because I saw her tuck in her son. I'm presuming it's her son. Tuck yeah. in her son's shirt like, you're about to meet the president. Tuck yeah, in yeah, shirt. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she saw me see that and like laughed and went, ha, ah, ha, And then what are you doing here? And, yeah. Um, and I couldn't explain myself. Um, but – so you and I are talking, and and very slow. Oh, Bill Nye, the science guy. Oh yeah, was he was really nice. He was a nice, dude. Um, very slowly, everyone starts getting pulled away to a line, right, to go meet the president. Um, right, and they get they're getting put in a weird order. It, it wasn't, yeah. it, you know, it was it like, seemed like a really specific order. Yeah, like you have to stand here, you have to stand here. Mm-hmm. We find out. Oh, oh, and by the way, should we? Say that we were talking to one of Obama's chief advisors, yes. and Adam. <laughs> Adam goes, "Hey, you know we have a podcast, yeah, <laughs> called You Talking You Two to Me, yeah." <laughs> and and then we talked about it for a really long time to her, and she humored us much like our wives humor us when talking about this. And Naomi had to sit there and listen to you talking about it. Yeah, we we we. We started – I don't know how it came up or did I just like – You just blurted it out because we were – there was like a lull in conversation. You thought it would be funny to tell one of the chief advisors. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was exactly that. Like I was talking – we were we were talking – it was Paulette Anaskoff mm-hmm. and she's so cool and – She's great. And, 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 uh, and smart and, and funny and stuff. We were talking to her and I just thought – it would be funny just to bring up you t- talking you two to me to one of the most important people in Washington D.C. Right. in inside the White House. Inside the White House. So I brought it up, and she thought it was. I think she thought we were kidding, and then we actually did talk about it. We for talked like about 10 it minutes. Yeah, it was so embarrassing <laughs> to talk because it was embarrassing. And then she kind of tried to humor us and said, "Well, you should do an episode from the White House." Yeah, 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 yeah. And we said, "Oh, yeah, that would be great." Thinking you're just playing along at this point. Yes. And then at one point you admitted, the only reason I, I can't believe we're still talking about this. The only reason I brought it up is because I thought it would be funny to bring it up yeah. in the White House. Yeah. So meanwhile, so every wait, sing- Kulop yes. still wasn't there? Kulop's not there. Okay. Meanwhile, every single person is being pulled to this line. Right. And we're in the center of the room. There's like three people with sheets of paper going, uh, yeah, you, come they're, here. They're calling out names and right. they're saying, you know, like, uh, Neil Long. And then Neil go, oh, that's me. And they'd put the person in whatever right. part of the line they belonged in. Uh, we very quickly find out that we are in the center of the room and we are alone. Yes. <laughs> we're the only ones who not, have not been placed in this it's line. It's just you, Naomi, and I. Yeah. And they, talking to Paulette. Talking to Paulette. But she she moves away at a certain point. Right. And then they come up to you and they go and they have your name on this paper and they yeah. say, Adam? And then and then they ask your relation to Naomi and they write that down. They ask her name. They write down yeah. the relation because when they announce you, they want to say Adam Scott and his wife, Naomi. Yes. And then they go, okay, and they write that down. They start to walk away, and you go, hey, are we supposed to get in line or something? Yeah. And they go, I don't know. And they just kind of move on. Right. And you're like – Well, hmm. I, I think that's when someone said, oh, the line doesn't matter. We were just telling people – we just needed people to stand somewhere. 
Okay. Or is that, I didn't hear that. I just yeah, thought, it I just was thought like they, they were the, confused. The line is meaningless. We just – when the Obamas get here, we need everyone to just be in some sort of order to start okay. the process. So then they then they come up to me and they go, what is your name? Yeah. I said, Scott Ackerman. And they look through the only remaining sheets of paper they have left and I'm not on there. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was standing right there. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. They go, they go, they say, what is your name? I said, Scott Ackerman. They look on their things. I'm not on there. They go, who, who are you with? And I said, Funny or Die? And I immediately think, oh, no, Mike Farah from Funny or Die, like, snuck me in here to be nice to me. Right. But I'm not on any list. And right. I'm, I'm being kicked out as well. Right. <clears throat> and they say, who are you with? I said, Funny or Die? They go, no, who are you with? And I said, well, I'm with my wife, but she's not in the room. And I thought what they were saying was, who are you with? Like, you must be the plus one right, of someone right. more important. Right. And I said, oh, my wife, but she's not in the room. My wife. They, they, they walk away and they go, oh, okay, well, we'll figure this out. And they walk away. Right. And I'm like, oh, I'm being kicked out. Here we go. Right. Then all of a sudden, Brad, Brad Jenkins, another great guy from the White House, yeah. comes up to me and goes, hey, where's Kulop? We need to get her in here. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I remember but that. What they were asking me is, is like, where's your plus one? Right. Uh, and I'm like, she's. She's somewhere in the party. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I'll go look for her. Can you text her? I text her. She's not answering the texts. I'm presuming she her phone is in her purse or something, and she's off deep in the party, and right. she's going to miss this and then get her texts later and be like, why didn't – why wasn't I – I'm yeah. calling her. I'm hoping the vibrations will make her purse rattle yeah. or something. Like, rattle and hum. Hey, yeah. you talking you like too to you me. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, finally, after several texts and three phone calls, she picks up. I'm like, get to the JFK portrait. Yeah. Get to the JFK portrait. Uh, and she's like, okay. And and they bring her in, and uh, we're at the back of the line. Yes. But success. She had been in the bathroom upset. Uh, of course. I mean, that's that sucks. Yeah. But nicely, I don't know what happened, what changed, but they must have been like, oh, why would – Like, like, who, like cares? Why, yeah, who, who cares? Who cares? Bring her in here. Yeah. Get her in here. So – uh, we are then in line. We're in the back of the line. You're the very, you guys are the very last. We are second to last, mm-hmm. I believe. And then all of a sudden, uh, the president and the first lady walk into the room. Yep. Did you see them walk in the room or was, was your back to them? I, I, my back was to them. And then there, I, the minute I walked, the minute they walked in and, and the president was like, hello, everybody. Yeah. And, um, I was like, cool up, turn around. And she didn't see them, but I don't know if you saw this, but Michelle Obama, the first lady, yeah. like slipped. Oh yeah, I did see that, yeah. and almost ate shit yeah. on the ground. <laughs> it, that happened to Naomi earlier. There's some like yeah, really there's slippery, slippery floors, yeah. but it's really weird to be in a room and they walk in and they walked in and just like immediately turned left and walked into some other room. But when they walk in to a room like that. It's just bizarre because there's no pomp and circumstance. They just walk in and walk. And yeah. And, and, and all of a sudden, the kind of tenor in the room changes. But at the same time, it's bizarre because they're just people walking into they're just a people room. Walking. <laughs> and what I was struck by was she she slipped. And you would assume like the Secret Service right. or whatever would just like ploop, like yeah. catch her or something. But I think you don't want like someone on you no. the entire time, you know. So like it very it very easily could have been like slip and then fall yeah you know on the old patootie yeah and and you know what can Secret Service do at that point she but recovered she recovered quite nicely quite nicely a plus so recovery 
So Kulop was because when when they not to kind of dwell on this, but when they came to us in the middle of that room, I thought we were all it was going to be like guys, we're so sorry. There's just too many because the There's too many kind people. of the headline of the day was this has grown into a much bigger thing than we yes. Anticipated. There's way more people than we yeah. thought there would be. So I thought it was me, you, Naomi. It was going to be like we're sorry. Guys, There's just too many just, people. He's cutting it off after yeah. like you ever go to a book signing and they're like uh, the person has left. No, but. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> no, yes, I have. You ever want to write a book, by the way? A memoir? What kind of book would you write? A memoir? I would write, um, it would be called Show Business Stories, <laughs> How It Happened. <laughs> um, so we're in line. We're in line, and we're just about, to, we're like, you've heard of 20 Feet from Stardom? Yeah, the we're, movie, yeah. The movie. Not only have I heard of it, I've, I've seen it. Yeah. This is not a movie. This was real life. Real was life. my point. Mm-hmm. And we're very close to the president. Yes. <laughs> Which is stardom in this case. Yes. Well, oh, no, I wasn't saying it because of that. Oh. I'm not saying that we were 20 feet from stardom, a.k.a. the president. I'm just saying this was real life, not a movie, like 20 feet from stardom. Oh, right. Like you could use any movie in that analogy. Yeah, exactly. You ever heard of Back to the Future? Right. This is not like that. This not was only real have life. I heard of Back to the Future. I've seen it. By the way, we this is an episode of I Love Films. We should really open that up. Absolutely. Hey, welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. Welcome to I Love Films. And we're talking about 20 Feet from Stardom and Back to the Future 2 today. Uh, terrific movies. Both both 20, have a 2 in them. 20 Feet from Stardom and Back to the Future 2. Yeah, they both have a 2 in them. That's where the similarities begin and end. No, they both also have DeLoreans that have been turned into time machines. <laughs> That's a good point. Just kidding. <laughs> That's been I Love Films. Thank you. Good app. Very good app. So in any case, we're ju- we're the line is moving. We're just about to get up there. How long would you say the the entire wait in line was once the president walked into the room? It was not that long. Like it's, how long would you say he was he and the first lady were spending with each It feels like an eternity in a, when you're in a there, way when yeah. you're there, but I it must have been like two minutes per person. Yeah, probably. And there's probably 50 people, all, but, oh, couples, so 20. All, all, I I, all I could think when it was when we got in there with them was, I am taking up far too much of their time. Right. And so I was probably rushing it along maybe even more mm-hmm. than I had to. Did you to. plan out what you were going to say, by the way? No. Neither did I. See, I plan, what I planned on, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to remind him who I am. So I had my whole thing of like, hi, I'm the director of Between yeah, Two Ferns. Yeah. Because I could see that there was no system. You know how if you ever watch a period movie, have you ever seen a movie where girls are on their periods? <laughs> a, a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are good movies. I love. It's one of my favorite genres. <laughs> I loved back in the old days when like blockbuster video, like a video <laughs> store. I loved the girls on periods section. <laughs> That's a good section. But. I don't know if you've ever seen like one of those reception lines where there's someone whispering in someone's ear of like this is right. the person. I looked for that and said, "Oh, there's no person doing that." Isn't that weird? They the the, the I mean, we've both met the president before, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I've I've been surprised at the lack of that kind of thing. Yeah, and I assumed okay, this time I'm going to have to just remind him who I am. Of course. Now I get there. No one whispers in his ear who I am. But they announce your name, right? They announce my name, yeah. but who knows my name, yeah. right? 
he immediately was like, hey, my between two ferns guy. So cool. And he's like, Michelle, Michelle, this is this is my between two ferns guy. And she's yeah. like, oh, that was so great. And then, then so we cool. talked about it. So I immediately, my prepared remarks, which are not really remarks, is more of a reminder of like who right. I am, uh, go out the window. Michelle goes in for a hug. Oh, first of all, the president asks where Kulap's name is from. Right. Um, she talks about, and she just blurts out, I'm Lao. <laughs> <laughs> That's all is she that a nationality? Just, yeah, Wait, she's from should Laos. We, should we talk about the rest of the trip in line we, before yeah, we we'll, get we'll to go this? Back. We'll okay, go back. Okay, to okay, it. Um, so I mean, So well, what do you say if, if all of that is out the window? What do you say? I am just kind of like, thank you so much for doing it. You were great. And Michelle's like, he, he really was. And then the president then tells me a story about um, – him telling his children about right. what he had just done. Right. Um, the same story told, you know, a few minutes later when right. he was up on the podium. But the reason that he told that was Michelle said, tell that story you just told to oh, me. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, he wasn't planning on telling that to the crowd, but she goes, tell that story you just told. So he told this story to the crowd that, that he had just told to me about right. how he got home that night. Did she say that when they were up at the yeah. podium? Yeah. He, it was totally unplanned. Yeah. It was an audible.com. Yes. yes. Uh, and so he, he tells me the story of how he got home that night and he was telling his children about what he had done that day and they were unimpressed by, you know, this world leader yeah. or that world leader or that treaty he'd signed. And then he said, oh, I also did something called Two Ferns, I think. And they went crazy. Right. And said, oh my God, you were on an episode right. of Between Two Ferns. That's so cool. And then wanted to know everything about it. Right. So he told me that story is very nice. And then we took pictures and then, um... Then hugged like Michelle was there with the hugs. Yeah. It was very nice. Yeah. Um, and then and then they kind of usher you off in this way of like when you're I don't know if you notice when you're going on, they tell you to keep moving as yeah. you as you are approaching because they want the people who just are wrapping up to know that there's people approaching and to get off. Yeah, there's a a, a very sweet young lady um Who's there uh, How in, young? in a military? She was three years old. She was in a military <laughs> uniform, right? Mm-hmm. Navy, I believe. Yeah, she probably a is Marine. in the armed forces. She's a Marine, okay. I, I think. And she brings you and she says, have you ever done this before? And and both Naomi and I were like, no. Why did you get that question? At, at this, I don't know. But at this point, you are inside the room and you're probably 10 feet from the president and first lady. And they're just You've rapping. heard of 20 feet from stardom, right? 10 feet from stardom. Well, this is not a movie was my point. Oh. No, this is real life. This is real life, not a movie. And they're just wrapping it up with the two people before you. And so you're just standing there and she's like, just don't worry. I'll, I'll tell you exactly where to go. You, by the way, the main person has to go first and the other person right. has to trail. Right. She says, um, and just as they're wrapping up, she's like, okay, walk forward, walk mm-hmm. forward, keep moving, and keep moving. She, and you just, and she goes, right. now stop. And she goes, now I'm going to announce you. And then you go in and say hello. And she mm-hmm. goes, Adam Scott and Naomi Scott and we and we oh, walk. They over. didn't say and his wife Naomi. Oh, and his wife Naomi. Oh, okay, good. because they they ask about your relationship, and I yeah. was stumped by that. I was like, uh, you know, we're together. We're right. We're you know, I was just like nervous that like Kulap made it, and I was like, you, we're together. You know, like I'm her husband. Right. right. You didn't want to fuck anything up yeah. at that point. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So the whole thing was, I think they just know how nervous mm-hmm. you are, and so they know that they have to just. 
basically direct you, you yeah. step by step through the right. whole process. Now, as actors, we're used to direction. So Absolutely. this was just second nature to second us. Second nature. But for people like Kulop and Naomi, well, Kulop's an, an actress as well. But for Naomi, she's Naomi, a producer she does not and a know. mother. Yes. Um, so I had to and, kind and of- And a penis. Literally. Doctor. <laughs> I had to literally hold her hand through the whole thing because mm-hmm. we are married. You know? That's true. That is a good point. Um but, uh, but so the, did you? What was your conversation like? Can you talk about that? Um, they were they were super nice, and they just th- they thanked so thanked thank, me for doing the thanks for those two hundred and fifty k hits. <laughs> he they they were super nice, but I think I, I told the first lady she was great because she was on the season finale of Parks of Parks, and um, I said she was great on it, and she was like, "Oh yeah, that turned out well." And, and the and the president the president said. Uh, uh, said, oh, wait, what, what was she great on? What are you talking about? And, and Willis, you said Parks and Rec. And uh, yeah, it was very, it went by really quickly. It was very nice. And then, but the funny thing that happened was we walk out and we're in that next room and that's where Brad was. Mm-hmm. And I remember we walked in there and and we were so kind of charged up mm-hmm. and psyched and you and Kulop had started your thing with mm-hmm. them. And and I was just like, thanks, Brad. That that was amazing. Thank you so much. Can we wait here for our friends? Mm-hmm. And like we had this little like quick conversation. Like that was great. Thank you so much. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah. Well, no. It's, thanks for coming and everything. And I was like, is it cool if if we wait here for our friends? And they're like, no. Actually, you need to uh, make your way out of the room. <laughs> like it's a military, literally yeah. a military operation. Yeah. I mean, they have this procedure, and yeah. So, well, that was nice that you wanted to wait for us. Uh, yeah. But then we got out, and our faces were just like, yeah. Everyone's just looking at each other, yeah. like I can't believe that. Happened. And the guys in the White House were like, okay, who said the dumbest thing to the president? Yeah. Like they, <laughs> that's right. They're like used to, you know, like they work with him. Every day, not, I mean, maybe not every day because he's off traveling the world. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. But they're they're used to it. So anyway, getting back to us in line, right? Right as we're about to approach the president, Adam and I thought it would be a good idea to record a little <laughs> memento. That's right for this podcast. So uh, why don't I play that here? And this is us in the East Wing of the White House on you talking you two to me. Hey, you're listening to you talking you two to me, live from the White House. This is Scott. And this is Scott. We're about to meet the president. We are uh, in the East Wing, in line to go. uh, uh, We're each with our wives, and we're about to go uh, talk and take a picture with the president. Um, Not together, probably. Mm, Well, I hope not. (laughs) But we're just trying to decide... How will each bring up the podcast and ask uh, President Obama uh, when he will be a guest on the podcast? All we need is, you know, two hours, three hours of his time. Um, Do you think he has T-shirts? I don't know, but if he doesn't have T-shirts, I don't think we should have him on. Okay. It's a deal. All right. Um, All right. He has to come to us. We can't come to him. No, we live in L.A. That's the most important place in the world. But um, I think we'll definitely bring this up with him, right? Okay, definitely. We have a deal. All right. You're listening to you talking, you two, to me, live from the White House. This is Scott. And this is Scott. We were so, like, charged up. Because this is literally... Four minutes before we went in. Yeah. I mean, we were really close at yeah. that point, and we just thought it was Like, we were kind of whispering because we were 
like within earshot of the president of the United States. I don't know that we were supposed to be doing that either. Like recording. I will say the first time that we, the time we made the actual video, we were not allowed to take pictures anywhere. This next, this what this, video? The between two ferns video. Oh, oh, oh! The one that got twenty-two million <laughs> hits. Right. right. Um, we were not allowed to take pictures anywhere. They they uh, actually right. kept like if anyone brought their phones out, they were and I took. When them. I was there like a month and a half ago, I went into like the Roosevelt Room, and outside there was a place where you had to put your cell phone. So mm-hmm. I was surprised. They must have made a decision like let all these people take because everyone had yeah. cell phones there. We're taking pictures everywhere, and th- in fact, when we took a tour earlier, they were like, "Yeah, take take pictures wherever you want." Yeah, I'm um, just don't take video is all they were saying. Oh, um, but in any case, so I'm sitting there going, I don't know if we're allowed to be doing right. this, um, which made it all the more exciting. And then I, I that just reminded me that afterwards when we were all like out at the reception, all kind of sharing our stories of what happened in there, you said – the first thing you said to me was, I told him about the podcast. <laughs> and you said, you did? I totally believed you. <laughs> and I said, no, I didn't. Of course I didn't. Um, we did – Take some pictures, actually, um, from the red right, room. Right? Is that what they call it? Even though it's yellow? No, it's the, right in front of the podium where oh, he like does the podium, all, right? where he does all of his speeches. You'll we're gonna put these on the show page on earwolf.com um, on this particular episode. You and I took a bunch of pictures together in front of the presidential podium uh, of us standing there and also <laughs> making you two symbols. Yes. At the camera. And there were people standing – because it was pretty crowded. And there were people standing around us saying, why are you doing this? What are you doing? And then we explained to them, we have a YouTube podcast. Oh and they went, you do? And I said, and then we explained where it was, where they could find it, and what it was about. Yeah. And they're like, okay. I think you went from like, hey, cool actor Adam Scott to like, who's that dweeb? What is he doing? <laughs> By the way, I did an interview today – for Comedy Bang Bang coming out third season on Thursday. And the Enough with the plugs, bro. <laughs> the interviewer was there at the White House and oh, said, wow. Oh, you were there. I wanted to introduce myself because I knew we were interviewing you today, but I didn't want to interrupt you. And she goes, You and Adam Scott were taking selfies in front of the podium and talking about your podcast. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. <laughs> it's deeply embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, that is our White House experience. We had a good time. It was great seeing Naomi. Um, yeah, it was great hanging out with uh, with Kulop. And it was good to – it was also when, when I accepted the invitation to go, I kind of didn't think anyone I knew would be there. So it was nice that you were yeah. there. I literally like we, – we arrived in Washington and I think um, Kulop must have been following Naomi on Instagram because she goes, is Adam and Naomi – in Washington? Because right. I think like she must have uh, Instagrammed a picture right. of you guys getting on the plane or right, like, right, or, like right. landing or something That's like right. that. That's right. You texted me. I was like, are you in Washington? Right, we hadn't right. talked about this at all. I don't know why I didn't assume that you would be there. Right. I mean, maybe I looked at you know how many hits your video got versus Such how many dick. hits mine got. <laughs> Such a dick. Yours is very funny, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know – I, I was glad too. Like that night, we were like, God, it's so great that Scott and Kulop were th- like. 
Because we were the, the nerves were kind of mm-hmm. we all had kind of jangly nerves mm-hmm. just because of where we jangly were. Jangly like the guitars in a song, like an REM song. Yeah, like exactly. a bird. No, like a bird song. Okay, sure. We had jangly guitar nerves. Mm-hmm. Roger McGuinn um, nerves. But it was fun to uh, to like the four of us share kind that of hung out. Yeah. Um, and calm each other down in a way or like at least say to each other, hey, are you nervous? It was great that both of us could just like just grab each other's dicks and, and <laughs> just make each other feel better. We pulled each other's puds right there in the White House, didn't we? <laughs> now, wait, we? who else was there? There's Billy Eichner, but who, who else Who else was there? Well, from Funny or Die, there was, you know, Mike Mike and Anna and Rachel and, you know. Oh, uh, 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 we also had uh, uh, Aisha Tyler was there. Aisha was there. We took some pictures with her. How, by the way, I have a question. How are, how do you think we're getting our pictures that they took of us? Oh, they send them to your home address. Do did, they? Did you, you just need to make sure um, they have your address. Uh-oh. Yeah. Because the one I gave them is the place we just moved out Did they out send of. the invitation to your home? E- no, they emailed me the yeah, invitation. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Let Brad know what your home address is. Okay. Uh, but do you think they they must edit these pictures, right? Because you can't send out a picture of the president with his eyes closed. I feel like I closed my eyes in one of the pictures. Well, I'm sure they took several pictures yeah, I hope of they the did. interaction. Yeah, Don't you think? I, I kept thinking, am I making the right face? I have no idea what face I made. I, don't I was know. very, very much. There's something about having um, someone super close to you there to share the experience that mm-hmm. makes the whole thing e- even more surreal, right? Right, yeah. Like just shooting between two ferns, I'm sure, was – an incredible experience spending all this time with the president, whatever. But having Kulop there and the formality of walking out into the middle of a room with them, mm-hmm. it, it, the whole thing was so bizarre we, and wonderful. But having her there made the whole – elevates the whole thing, yeah. right? Well, it, I I may not have gone back if if I couldn't have brought her – it was a nice invitation, but I was I was at the tail end of like a press week in New York, yeah. and I was kind of like, uh, but right. the fact that they let her come was like, yes. oh yeah, we have to do this. Yes. Um. Anyway, it was. Uh. And the first time we did the video, we didn't have any of that kind of formality. It was just like you right. know, we set up in a room, and he came into the room, and then right. he did it and left. You know, so it was like all of the pomp and circumstance and all that was was interesting to go through. Yeah. And then the speech they gave later, where he told the story that he mm-hmm. had told you before, that was an Great. incredible moment. Great speech. Each of them gave uh, some quick remarks, mm-hmm. um, just to thank everybody and kind of celebrate. The Affordable Care Act, which is a huge – it really mm-hmm. is a big deal. That yeah, this, that that actually like with all the opposition got through. And yeah. So, um, you know, it was a good – it was a good time. Yeah. And we – I'm glad that we recorded a little bit of the podcast there in the White House because I, th- <laughs> I think – By the way, live from the White House. <laughs> It's not live at all. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, we were alive. We de- and we still are. We still, as far as I know. Well, hopefully by Wednesday when this posts, we'll both we'll still both be, be dead. Oh, wait. I went the why other do way. you want us to be dead? I want to be in a suicide pact, bro. All right. I want people to find no, us. Done. I'm, okay. I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. So all of the details, you're on board. Whatever yeah. I come up. Yeah. Whatever I, you want. I want to be naked. I want to have your hand yeah. on my dick. My hand on your dick. Yeah. 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 Fine. Okay. Yeah. Great. Uh, after we finish recording tonight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Cody, you in? He's okay. So wait, wait. What are you in I for? Pulling it. the trigger or doing it with us? I have an idea. Okay. What do you got? Let's not have the suit. Forget the suicide pack. Okay. Let's just murder Cody. Yes. 
So his girlfriend, this, what was her name again? Natalia Fiorente, Italia. What Are you guys it? still together? Yeah, today's our year anniversary. <laughs> your year what? <laughs> year anniversary. Who, that was that, the tape s- delay. I, I heard my time. Sounds voice. strangely. Is that, is that someone you know, Anne Versary? <laughs> uh, no, today is our year anniversary. What's her name again? What's this Ali- made-up woman's name? Alyssa Caliendo. Caliendo. That's Wait, not Calien- a real name. Caliente. It's simply not a real name. Alyssa Caliente. All right. You are listening to You Talking You Two to Me. We've been talking about how to dismantle an atomic bomb. Um, <laughs> we have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to delve even deeper, if possible, into... That classic album from November of 2004. We will be right back with more You Talking You Two to Me. Hey, we have to admit, getting your mailing and shipping done can seem like a no-win situation. I mean, we have to admit that, right? It's a no-win, no, no, but, and you know what a no-win situation is? Is a situation in which nobody wins. And that cannot stand (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Going to the post office, it takes up valuable time, right? Leasing a postage meter, expensive, with multi-year commitments and hidden fees. Look, I know a better way. Cody, it's (laughs) stamps.com. It is. It's stamps.com. With stamps.com, you can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or any package right from your desk using your own computer and your own printer you get special postage discounts you won't find at the post office when's the last time you went into the post office and they give you a special discount they're not doing that all right stamps.com is plus stamps.com is more powerful than a postage meter at just a fraction of the cost you can save up to 80 percent eight zero eight zero four fifths compared to a postage meter and You'll avoid all those time-consuming trips to the post office. We use Stamps.com. We send out all of your T-shirts and Earwolf swag here. And right now, you can use it using the promo code BONO, like the lead singer of you 2 for this special offer. You get a no-risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer, which includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. So don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in Bono. That's stamps.com. Enter Bono. I'll see you never at the post office. Hello. Another word from our sponsor, Quello Concerts. That's right. If you love music, and I'm betting you do because you're listening to this, there's something that you should check out called Quello Concerts. Concerts. All right. Quello Concerts is the world's largest collection of full length HD, that stands for high def, concerts and music documentaries anywhere. You can instantly stream the best artists and performances of all time on your mobile phone, your tablet, that's iOS, Android, Windows, Computer, Smart TV, Amazon Fire TV, PlayStation, Roku, Apple TV. It never ends. Stream it on all of them. See if you can at the same time. It's got all kinds of great stuff. Full-length concerts from Hue 2, Foo Fighters, Daft Punk, Metallica, Lady Gaga, Santana, Linkin Park, more. Do you want to check out classics like Jimi Hendrix, Tom Petty, Bob Marley, Nirvana, George 
Clinton, Tupac, Willie Nelson? Or maybe you really want to go classic. You want to go all the way back to Beethoven, Pavarotti, I, Winstone Marsalis, or B.B. King, all the way back there. Boy, plus... There's amazing music documentaries. You can watch a whole concert, or you can be the artist, create a set list of your favorite performances from multiple artists to share with your audience or your friends. That's right. You can stream that from any device for yours and their listening and viewing pleasure. So just go to QuelloConcerts.com slash VIP slash U2Talk for a free trial to get a taste of how bitching this is. That's Q E. L-L-O, concerts.com slash VIP slash U2Talk for a free trial. One more time, Q-E-L-L-O, concerts.com slash VIP slash U2Talk for a free trial. Hey, welcome back. Hey. Hey. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Are you talking you two to me? You talking you two to me. Adam, describe what you did in that last break. I took a little dip off the thighs. <laughs> uh, the female listeners and some male listeners, hey. Yeah. Uh, hey, absolutely. You know, maybe interested to know you touched your penis during that last break. <laughs> Ah, touch my penis. Isn't it interesting that that one you're not allowed to touch your penis like in public, right? You know what I mean. But there are these rooms, and they have to be in like every building where you can touch your penis to your heart's content. Dude, it's so trippy. <laughs> if you really think about it, like there are these rooms, just rooms where you can like take your penis out. Hold it in your hand. You take out your dick <laughs> in a room with complete strangers. With a bunch of other people. And then like. And they, they're forced to be in the same room with you holding your dick. Like anyone could just turn to the other person and start talking to them. Uh-huh. You could even look like look at other like what if someone just turned around and they're like, "Hey, everyone, look at this." Mm-hmm. Like hey. you could do that. You could be like, "Hey, everyone, look at each other's dick. Turn to the left. Turn yeah. to the right." One of these dicks will not be here by the end of. I don't know. I'm a, maybe I'm a little askew. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of a, your view is askew. Yeah, I'm a, my view is just I just look at the world a little differently. But sometimes I just think about stuff like that and I just trip out. Oh, it's so easy to trip out, isn't oh, it? God, just like days. everyday stuff. Yeah. Uh, don't get me started. Okay, I will not get you started. I should start you at one point. I should get you started, but not today. Not right now. It's not not the time nor the place. No, because this is you talking you two to me, and we are here to talk, continue our talk about the record How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb, which, um, let's get into it. Yeah. Far too much time talking about uh, Barack Hussein Obamacare. (laughs) Um, and let's get into this record. Um, now it was, you have a controversial opinion. You've been wanting to talk about it. This I is know, epi- and you have not been letting me. This is episode 10, I believe. And you keep talking about this. Record. And you, you keep telling me to shut the fuck <laughs> up. Now this, this is a, there's a pretty lengthy break between albums. I mean, fall yep. of 2000, 
All That You Can't Leave Behind comes out. To fall of 2004? Yeah. It's like now U2 is, or Hugh 2, sorry, is on, their, is on their cycle of like, hey, let's not put out records for four, five, yeah. six years. Although All That You Can't Leave Behind was a huge triumph, so it, they, they toured it for a long time. Like they were yeah. touring through 2002. Yeah. So they were like culturally alive through all of that, like very and literally much. alive. Oh yeah, they're four living human beings. Do you think they'll ever do a suicide pact? The four of them, maybe. Maybe that's why they're taking so long on this album. The album's done. They're just working on perfecting the suicide, <laughs> suicide pact. They're like getting all of the like fine print in on the- absolutely because legalities and sure, such. of course. Now this four years since all that you can't leave behind. It'll be five years till the next record. Uh, no yeah. line on the horizon, and then yeah. five years since that one. Well, four and a half because no line on the horizon came, came out, out in May or something. March, March two thousand nine. I remember being in a cabin in Tall John's cabin, listening February. Oh wow, really? Yeah, I remember there being snow everywhere. That's why end I, of February, huh? end of February, yeah, February twenty seven. Such a weird time to release a record. It really is, isn't it? Because yeah. there, there's usually two cycles of releasing a record. There is. Uh, there's a week in May, and then there's a week in November, usually, yeah. that, like, all of the big releases come out, yeah. you know? Then then I remember Jay-Z started, uh, like, he put uh, the blueprint out on, no, he put the first blueprint out on 9-11, I believe, but he put, he put out a record on Christmas Day, I remember. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what, what a weird day to put it. Well, a lot of they say you a see stra- that a lot now. They say say a strategy to that and putting one out in early people January, are getting gift certificates, yep. or but, returning what they got for Christmas and right. getting what they actually want. Look, we'll never figure this out, never. But um, yeah, it's a weird time to put out a record. And it, I, I remember that year being at Sundance and well, being, what film were you there for? It was the vicious kind at Sundance. Uh, and it, are you sure it's not the viscous kind? Oh, sorry, the viscous kind. <laughs> And I remember uh, Get On Your Boots came out mm. while I was at Sundance, and I remember downloading it and and being so excited the new U2 single was out and, mm. like, being like, huh, is this good? I can't. And playing it for my friend Lee, the guy that directed mm-hmm. The Viscous Kind. Lee Majors? Yep. And being like, Mr. Majors, what do you think of this? What do you think of this song? And he very slowly ran towards me. <laughs> and I remember Lee just being like, yeah, huh. Yeah, that's pretty good because he's nice and he knows that I love you too. Yeah. But I think it was the first sign that maybe that wasn't a great choice for Look, a single. We'll talk about that yes. on one of our next episodes. But we have to talk about... How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. Now, you had, you said, an opinion yes. on this record that was going to be very, what, did you say controversial or surprising? I don't I recall. I said it would be a bombshell. Mm-hmm, an and, atomic bomb. And this album is called How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. And I believe a listener alerted to me the to a fact that you talked about on Comedy Bang Bang episode 80, which is kind of episode zero of this podcast, because we talked about you two a lot okay. on that. Yeah. And they they alerted me to something that you mentioned on that show, and, and it's probably what you're about to say right oh, now. Oh, okay. But go ahead. I, for me, and this is through years of listening and um, really considering it and going song by song, I think How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb is my favorite U2 album. Thank you. 
Is that what I said on Comedy You Bending? did. You said it's your favorite U2 record. And what was your reaction then? Really? With yeah. Seth and Amy? <laughs> did you really like react? Because I remember you. I don't remember what my reaction was then. It It's surprising to me. It is yeah. certainly not mine. Yeah. What do you think of it, though? Generally. Let's talk about it generally. Gen- we do- I'm talking generally, too, because I have a, some problems with it. But okay. I, th- for whatever reason, I admit there's some flawed elements to the mm-hmm. album. For whatever reason, and I think one of the reasons is, and I remember the New York Times review of it when it came out. Mm, the was, paper of record. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a. For those who don't know, it's a, it's a um, newspaper mm-hmm. that is uh, m- primarily written in uh, New York City. City, City yeah. In uh, which Not, is in the state of New York. Yeah, in the state. Which, by the way, I'll, you can see me in the New York Times Magazine either this Sunday or the Sunday after that. Who but gives anyway. a shit? Um, is that really? Yeah, that's great. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> the um, so, but in you that read review, something I remember this fucking paper. I remember the review was like, "Is it possible for a band that's been around for twenty five years or however long to however long they were at that point to make their best album? Like this isn't because they really loved it and were mm-hmm. surprised at how consistent and good it was and how." Because it, it kind of picks an aesthetic and sticks with it. Through it does. Most it of is the consistent. Album. Yes. Um, and I think also at the very same point in their career, the Rolling Stones made Steel Wheels, mm-hmm. which I th- do not think is a good album. No. You know what is a good album? Their last album, A Bigger Bang. Seriously, that's a, that's a great album. Really? Yeah, it's really good. I didn't didn't even get it. Uh, you know, but that reminded me of something Owen Burke did to me once. You know Owen Burke? Yes. Um, he's a really funny guy. He played Level Knevel on the Comedy Bang Bang TV show. He but, also was in uh, on Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. He's a great, really funny guy, UCB guy. Uh, now he works for Gary Sanchez. Um, and I saw – I was bowling with him one Christmas and um, – we were just talking about stuff. He's like, you seen any movies lately? I was like, oh, I saw this. I saw this. He goes, oh, I saw it. It's complicated. He goes, it's like legitimately like a good movie. Right. I was like, really? He goes, yeah, it's like really funny and touching. And it's just it's like legitimately just – it's surprising to me, but yeah. I just loved it. I thought it was such a good movie. I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. I had no plans on seeing it. But then I like went out of my way and went to yeah. the theater yeah. and saw it. Yeah. And it's fucking terrible. And I was like – I saw him later. I was like, oh, and why – did you really like It's Complicated? He goes, no, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like he said it so seriously. And then, then he never, got you to go see then it. Then he got me to pay for it and take my time and go see it. I've seen that movie probably seven times. Why? It's it's on all the time. And I okay. find it just Comforting. In, incredibly watchable. Well, it's it's got it's like a. I think it is a legitimately good movie. Right. I think if a movie. Wait, this is I Love Films. Okay. Yeah, I think absolutely. Okay, welcome to I Love Films. Uh, hey, this is Scott. This is Scott. And you were saying it's complicated. It is a legitimately good movie. Yeah, I, I think if a movie, if you find yourself, you know, if you're flipping the channels and you land on a movie and you just sit there and watch at least 45 minutes of it. <laughs> that's your threshold for a good movie. That's the only threshold there You're is. You're the host of I Love Films. Yeah, and this is a film, and I love it. <laughs> this has been I Love Films. Okay, so how to dismantle an atomic bomb? Generally, I'm done talking about it. It's complicated. <laughs> 
Well, do we need to no, open? No, we don't need to open back up. back up. No, um, I will. I will say this: I need to shake a little dew off the daisy in a minute. Oh, so really? let's let's talk about it generally. But we're going to have to take another break okay, here. For give a me a general impression. My general impression: I just listened to it again. Yeah, the other day. It is one of the only you you two albums. Yeah, that I just generally don't have any opinion on, and I. Could take or leave. Re- even at the time of release. Even at the time of release. I will go into specific song okay. by song, okay. but I listened to it a couple of times, just kind of shrugged. Really? Said, eh, not, not really. I'm not really into it. There are not a ton of singles on it, so I didn't really pay attention to it all that much, and it just kind of came and went, and I was like, eh, not that good. I listened to it again the other day. I don't think the songs are there. Really? I don't think they're that great of songs. Uh, I think you're crazy. Like like insane? Insane. Like I think I'm going to have to call the uh, the old mental hospital and the have you funny for throw me? a straitjacket on you. Hey, put me in a rubber room, pal. Yeah. Um, so we will go through it when we come back okay. kind of song by song and right. talk about it. But I, I will say that there is a quote by Bono. Um, who says that uh, something to the effect of he realizes the album doesn't hang together, that he goes, every song is good technically, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't work as an album. I remember that. It was when they were promoting No Line on the Horizon. He Mm -hmm. was saying, it's frustrating because I know the songs are all there, Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, it's not a cohesive piece. I'll say that that the previous record we talked about it a little bit all that you can't leave behind i feel is where you two stopped trying to make works of art and now they're ju- now these two albums all that you can't leave behind and how to dismantle an atomic bomb mm-hmm. are just songs that they have thrown together i totally disagree and i think that this album is their most fully realized certainly since octung baby wait but- what was that Achtung, Baba. Um, but I think it's a uh, a master. I think it's a masterpiece Whoa. of because it, it's it is a guitar. Like I said on the previous episode, I think it's like they're in utero. Mm-hmm. Everyone said all you can't leave behind is their back to basics album. I think this really is. It's more of a rock record. You yeah. think it's a masterpiece? I think it's a masterpiece. I don't. I, I don't. I mean, there's there are a couple songs that I'm not um, totally into, but we, we talk about it. We'll after. talk about it. this in October. To me, are the two that I'm just kind of like shrugging. Wow, that's crazy. But let's take another break because I need to go into a certain room and hold my penis. I'm just gonna take it out. I'm gonna be honest Isn't with that you. Trippy that it's you can the just air like molecules are gonna touch it. Just like go into a room. Just a room. I'm gonna do it right now. It, hey, you're invited, Cody. You want to come in? Well, I just went and did that, so I don't need to. But just it's ah, uh, it's, it's crazy. So weird. All right, we'll talk about it when we come back. We're gonna continue talking about how to dismantle an atomic bomb when we get back. This is you talking, you two to me. Mom, you put up with a lot. From kids like us, we embarrass you in front of your friends. We're not thankful for all that you do. We take you for granted and we wreck your car. And then you're left with nothing but dumb kids. Well, guess what? We laugh about it now. But mom, I bet you got a lot of gray hairs and also weird hair growth from the stress that I caused you. Well, you know what? I want to thank you. 
Thank you, India? No, thank you, Mom. Thank you, dear mother, for putting up with all of my crazy shenanigans. And here to thank you is a beautiful 100 Blooms bouquet plus a free vase. I'm not going to tell you it's a free vase, Mom. I want you to think I bought it. But hey, I know it's a free free blase. (laughs) I'm not blase about this vase because it's a beautiful 100 Blooms bouquet, and I got a free vase for you from proflowers.com, and all I paid, and I'm not going to advertise this to you, Mom, but all I paid was $19.99. <laughs> That's all I paid, and it looks amazing. 100 Blooms plus a free vase. But you know what? Forget it. I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to upgrade to 100 Blooms and a pink vase in chocolates for just $29.98. Oh, yes, you're going to love it, Mommy. You are going to love it because you know why? Pro Flowers are guaranteed to last a full week or I get my money back. And ordering's easy. I just pick my delivery date and it's guaranteed. <laughs> Well, I wish I could be the only one to get this amazing deal, but you know what? I'm going to share it with you because here's how you do it. Go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone in the top right corner, and type in U2. It's so easy. That's proflowers.com. Click the blue microphone, type in U2, but hey, this deal expires Friday at midnight, so make sure you order today, all right? That's proflowers.com. Click the blue microphone and type in you too. Listening to you talking, you two to me. Uh, we are talking about how to dismantle an atomic bomb. I'm here with Scott, and I gotta say, um, it was thrilling what I just did. Oh yeah, how was it? I went into the women's bathroom. What? Because there's no. We're doing this so late. Yeah. And Cody was like, "Hey man," he like gave me a little bro, wink. Bro, he, bro. he pushed a key across the table. He's like, "Go take a pee in the ladies." Yeah. <laughs> and he knew. How thrilling it was, and man, it was a thrill. Do you know there's no urinals in there? Why not? I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. So, like, if you're a woman and you have to go pee... Instead of taking a shit... And there's no urinal... I guess guess women must just take a shit every time they pee. (laughs) That must be it. Did we just, like, discover some hidden truth here tonight? I think that we might be doctors or something. (laughs) I think that's what this is. I think we're all doctors. (laughs) Um, Welcome back to the show. We're talking about how to dismantle an atomic bomb. Came out 22 November 2004. Um, So you're, like, ambivalent about this album. I am. I I listened to – we'll go through song by song and I'll give you – my opinion on them, but there yeah. are, are a few that I like. Yeah. Very few that I like. Yeah. Remember when we were talking about All That You Can't Leave Behind last week? Yes. Last episode, but yes. for us it was several weeks ago. You know how those first, is it six songs? Yeah. Are just like masterpieces. They're yeah. transcendent. That's yeah. what I expect from a U2 record. Yeah. Is I expect transcendent music. Yeah. Uh, there are maybe two songs that I think are, are pardon the pun, but elevation <laughs> like, did. Like one of their, like their song. Like their song. Yeah, no, I get it. 
And then the rest are kind of like good songs, but not nothing that I would say is really, you know, nothing to call home about. Yeah, you wouldn't pick up the phone and and call your mom. Mom, hello, it's your cousin Marvin Barry. Uh, Marvin Barry, that's you're not my <laughs> my cousin. You sound like my son. I want to hear the other side of that phone call. All these years later, Back to the Future, twenty five yeah. years ago or whatever. I want to hear what Chuck Berry was saying to Marvin Barry. Yeah, well, it could, do you know do you know how that phone call went? Maybe I could do the other side of it. Yeah. Okay. Bring, bring. Hello. Hey, Chuck. It's your cousin. Who the fuck is this? It's your cousin, the, what Marvin. The what the? Who the fuck? It's your cousin, Marvin Barry. You know that new sound you've been looking for? What the fuck are you talking about? Listen to this. Shut the fuck up. Johnny, be good. <laughs> That's the part that I like. Johnny, be good. Oh, Johnny, be good. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't think a lot of the songs are much to call home about. Even though it won at the Grammys Album of the Year, the Grammys Record of the Year, Suck My Fucking Song of the dick. Year. And you can suck my dick. Really? Yeah, you can suck my dick. Yeah, I I, um, I, uh, I also hold no, the Grammys to be- um, You don't hold an, them in high esteem? An indicator of anything. Yeah, I but mean- But yeah. they did win like nine Grammys for this album, which Who I did not know. Shit. Yeah. I didn't. They I didn't won. Know they that. won all the Grammys they were nominated it's for. Crazy, right? And the major categories. But look, this is right after like Steely Dan won. You know, <laughs> know what I mean? I Fuck know. the Grammys. I know. Uh, let's talk about some some of. You know how Bono sort of comes up with. Uh, this is right after Steely Dan, right? You know, who cares what the Grammys do? Exactly. But, okay. No, what I was saying. You know how every time an album comes out, Bono sort of has his patter about what his way of describing the record yeah you know what i mean this is what he says which you have to do when you're selling anything sure so this is how he contextualizes it to america he says we've been a band for 25 years and this is our first rock record right which i mean i guess it's the first record that they use distortion-y kind of well again he's like fuzz guitars they're consistently they're trying to uh, find a narrative for the album, mm-hmm. sell it in a way that people can kind of latch onto and and say, oh, it's a rock and roll, right? whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to sell the album. Right. So the first taste we have of this record is a very divisive song. Mm-hmm. It's a song, we heard a little bit of it earlier, but let's hear a little bit of it now. It's mm-hmm. called Vertigo. Yeah. Now, how can I, – I really do not understand how anyone could listen to this the song and think it's anything but a great – High-quality rock and roll. High-quality rock and roll music. Here's the issue that I think people have with it, and I do not share this issue. The Couture thing. The Couture thing. But what, I, I don't do understand people, what, what the big problem is with that. I th- – I don't know. I think they just view it as oh, like. Okay, so you agree that. I like, agree. Who cares? I like, yeah, who ca- I thought it was. When I heard it, I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. He's saying one, two, three, 14. You know, like. Yeah, it's like a nonsensical. Thing. Yeah, it's like when you used to watch Joni Loves Chachi. Um, you know, remember when the drummer in Joni Loves Chachi would be like, 
you know how a drummer normally goes one, two, three, four. Yeah, he'd go one, two, three, four. It's just funny, right? It's funny. It's like Joni loves Chachi. It's funny, right? You know, and it's a obviously the, it's a it's a guitar driven, mm-hmm. very spare rock and roll song, mm-hmm. and he's saying one, two, three. 14 let's i don't know what they're i don't even know what he means by let's shoot for the let's go to 14 like turn it to 11 or whatever he i think just you know he bugs people right so like if he does anything kind of cheeky or whatever they go bono's at it again right and it it was a giant hit so it was everywhere it was major and here's the other issue is i think it was on those ipod commercials right and this became sort of a cycle of U2 trying to figure out how to sell their album right. in ways because they, they couldn't be trusted to be on the radio anymore. Right. Because who knows if K-Rock or whatever is going to play that. Even though they're coming off a huge record where they yeah. were play, they had huge hit singles. It's four years later. It's four years later. They take a million years to make these albums. So they don't know, oh no, or do any of these songs fit on current playlists anymore? Yeah, and between 2000 and 2004... Um, there's Napster, mm-hmm. which completely dismantles the music business. Mm-hmm. It's harder and harder to get people to buy CDs. I mean, it's impossible now, but in 2004, it was difficult. It was difficult, but you had to come up with different ways to get people to listen to these things. So right. doing an iPod commercial, and it wasn't just the commercial, by the way, but U2 became, and this song became the face of selling iPods and the, yeah. the new black iPods and the U2 iPods. Yeah, you could buy an iPod with the U2 catalog already. Loaded yeah. onto it, yeah. yeah. But, Which really annoyed some people, and mm-hmm. people thought it was selling out. And and I, I remember Bono had a soundbite, of course, about the iPod, which was it was the most significant um, invention. invention in music since the guitar or yeah, something. Yeah, right. Which... I thought it was a clever way to sell the iPod, but maybe a, a little... Hyperbolic. <laughs> a little bit. Slightly. Um, but you can choose to be annoyed by something like that, but it's not like they're singing for Pepsi. They're singing for an iPod that everyone Which, has. Yeah, and I have an iPod, so right. I actually thought it was like an okay commercial. That was cool. Yeah, me too. Um, and as a fan of U2 and not a fan of people who you know, sell their music to corporations or whatever, I was completely fine with mm-hmm. it. I was okay with it. And I'm still okay with that song. I think it's a great song. Me too. So I first heard that. I was like, you know what? It's a little bit different than Beautiful Day, which was the first opening salvo off right. of the previous record, all that you <laughs> can't leave <Jesus>. behind. <laughs> but it's a little bit different, but it was rocking. Yeah. And it was high quality rock and roll and uh, it, music. Just it's so catchy and good. Um, but it bugs people simply for the Uno Dos Tres Catorce. Yeah. And the fact that the melody is a little lifted from, um, what is it? Um, he's So Fine. Hello, hello. He, he, he's So Fine. Is it He's So Fine? Huh, I'm not hearing it. Hello, hello. No, so it's. Are, can you look up something that says like U2 Vertigo sounds like? Why don't we yeah. But the, also the hola, maybe that bugs people. I don't know. Like white, white Irish guys doing Spanish, like using Spanish phrases. Maybe that bugs people. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But people, it really, it really. Uh, it got under some people's skin. 
even though it became a massive hit akin to Beautiful Day. And, and, and you know what I think is that it made these guys go, you know what? We got to make our opening singles like big and yeah. dumb. Yeah. You know, which guess what? In five years, you're, you're in for a big surprise when you do that. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so I like Vertigo and I think that it is one of the – songs that is actually transcendent. I don't mean transcendent in the sense of like, oh, wow, it's it's soaring or it's uplifting right. or anything. I just mean that it like transcend. It's a really good song that is better than just like a song. What's the song I just said it? Uh, He's So Fine. Is that oh, my God. Use the fucking search function on your phone. By the way, fans of this show, all I get are tweets about like, teach Adam how to use his phone. <laughs> oh, no, that was My Sweet Lord that did he's so oh, fine my sweet lord hallelujah he's so fine we'll never figure this out adam i want you to stop okay trying <laughs> all right okay so then after that's a great opening track and a great opening single i like it when bands put their first single as the opening song me too you know what i mean me too you too uh i don't get it okay <laughs> Then we have a song called Miracle Drug. Let's hear a little bit of that. So far, so good. I, I love this song. A little like With or Without You. I like it. To hear the things you haven't said See what you might see I wanna hear you when you call So far so good, I like it Is there a point when, yeah, it's coming up Here we go Okay, hold on Freedom has a scent like the top of a newborn baby's head. Scott, have you ever smelled the top of a newborn baby's head? I've smelled the tip of your dick. <laughs> no, and that's about it. Have you s- smelled the top of a newborn baby's head? Meaning a baby that's just come out of a pose? A baby that has been born within three weeks. Three, oh, wait, that's a newborn? I'm t- Yeah, that's a newborn baby. I don't think I think a I think a newborn baby is like something that just came out is has all of the the mother's No, a newborn baby pussy is, juice on it. A newborn baby is a baby that's been out for a month and a half. You know, that first like <laughs> just month been and out a half. for a month and a half. Yeah. Has made its debut. Yeah. It it's, okay. it dropped a month and a half ago. <laughs> okay. So what are you saying about the top of this it baby's ha- head? I'm telling you, a, a newborn baby has a cer- – the top of the head has a certain smell to it. You've what? never heard I've, this before. I've never heard this before. What is it? It's it's a it's a. I'm gonna Google it. I'll tell you that much. A, they say that babies have this scent that they give off, and it's a an evolutionary thing that is left over so mothers would not abandon their babies. It has a sweet smell that is filled ah. with pheromones that make their mothers very fond of them. I'm looking up a website called Science News. <laughs> my favorite point. website. <laughs> Why Women Want to Sniff My Baby is the title of this article. 
Um, women approach, they want to sniff a baby and they want to, they want to bottle that, uh, baby headed scented spray. Interesting. It's, so there's like a pheromone that comes out of a baby's head. Yeah. And while I acknowledge this is a corny lyric and I, and I, in what way is it like freedom? That is my point. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, but what he's talking about, the song is about is about this paraplegic kid. Yes whose name weirdly was Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. who's and, who grew up and directed Batman movies. And yeah. when you say weirdly, it's because these guys wrote Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Kilmer. Me. <laughs> but also because of this song, he was cured of his paraplegic Because state. of this song? Yes. And he was able to direct <laughs> all of these all terrific of these movies. terrific Batman movies. Um, no, but no, this is about a guy named Christopher Nolan who was a paraplegic and they invented a drug that all of a sudden you no. tell the story. You well, he, he was a paraplegic and he was a kid and due to an accident, he became paraplegic and everyone thought his brain function was gone. He couldn't move. He couldn't move anything in his mm-hmm. body, but his Not mother, his dick. He, every, I think his nothing they gave him. <laughs> No, his penis could move. <laughs> okay. That's the one thing that could move. He, they had this drug, that called a, they called it the miracle drug, that allowed him to move one muscle in his neck. Mm-hmm. And But before they discovered that drug, his mother insisted that because of what she saw in his eyes, just being his mom, she insisted he could hear all of them. He wasn't mm-hmm. cut off completely. He knew what was going on. He was trapped in his body. Mm-hmm. They found this drug so he could move one muscle in his neck. They attached a rod to his forehead. A rod? <laughs> so he could type using this one muscle in his neck, and, he, and, and all this poetry poured out of him, and he started He had been thinking of poetry for years and years. And right, just, yeah. And so the song is about this mother kind of believing in her kid and not giving up until they find this miracle, miracle drug, drug so he could move one fucking muscle in his neck. And so I guess if we're looking at that, we're saying freedom – Freedom, meaning the freedom of of this kid not being, being trapped inside of his body yes. anymore. Freedom has a scent like the top of a newborn baby's head. I guess it's sort of saying, I'm your mother. I'm your mother, and I smell your head. What is this trying to say? <laughs> I don't know, but I know that that lyric, to me, corny as it is, I, th- I really like it. And like mm-hmm. I've said many times about the band before, I think – Sometimes you overreach and you get a little mm-hmm. corny, but what you harness in is sometimes great. And I think this song is, I find it really moving. I mm-hmm. really Let's do. Let's hear a little bit more of it. Because um, it's, at this point, I'm on board with it. Yeah. I think it's a good, like, old school. It sounds a little old school, but at this point, it needs to go to the chorus, in my opinion. Well, the chorus just happened. See, that's that is the lead up to the chorus. This is my point with this song. That's a great lead up to a chorus. It's like, oh, and then you think it needs to go somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know. For that song, I. I didn't. That's city that's, of blinding that lights. sounded good. <laughs> that's City of Blinding Lights. I I, I uh, think that song that for a while that was my favorite U two song. I mm. just found it. I find that chorus like in, not to bring in utero up again, but oh boy, 
I'm is going it, is to. Is it time for another episode of In Utero? Yeah. Hey, welcome to In Utero. This is Scott. And this is Scott. We're talking about newborn babies' heads and the band Nirvana's album, In Utero, on and this episode. I don't know if you've done this before, Scott, but do you still have a copy of In Utero? Oh, of course. If you smell it, you know what it smells like? Mm, freedom? A newborn baby's head. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, this has been In Utero. This is Scott. This is Scott saying, hey, utero. You tutoro. <laughs> you tutoro. What if, by the way, great episode. That was a good episode. What if we talked about on the pop episode how what if you two put out a record called Poop? Right. <laughs> what if they right after in utero put out a record called You Tooted Bro? You Tooted Bro. <laughs> you Tooted Bro. <laughs> and it had a parody of the album cover, which, by the way, Kurt Cobain would have. Just passed away. <laughs> and the the week after he dies, they put out You Tooted Bro. With the in utero, like, guy on the cover. Going like this. And a fart cloud coming out of its butt. <laughs> I think they should have. They should have. Missed opportunity, guys in U2. Um, so, okay. Okay, I'm, so you feel like that song falls a little short. Slightly short. It's like, yeah. I really like it, but I just feel like it needs a course. You know how those guys, like, in U2, by the way, we're talking Bono, we're talking The Edge. What about bass and drums? I didn't think about them. I know they they have a bassist and a drum drumist, right? Um, who is their drummist? I forget. Janet. Jaronson? Janet, 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 Janet Jaronson, Janet Jaronson. Yes, Janet the drummer Janet Jaronson. Um, you know how they put together their songs, like in a lot of riffs, and 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 you'll read about. Oh, one was a combination yeah. of three different yeah. riffs that they had. I feel like they need one more riff. And that's put it so in there. funny because I just love. I think that song is all there. I. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say you're wrong. I'm just gonna say we slightly disagree. Um. Let us then go to the next song. This is a single, Sometimes You Can't Make It On Your Own. I think they were expecting this to be a big single because it was their follow-up to Vertigo. Mm -hmm. And they had that really kind of, they had like two videos for it. Right. They're always making two videos. Guys, make one video. But I think they do that when they think it's going to be like, they'll show one to this audience, the other, Mm -hmm. you know. I like this song. Me too. I think it's really good. I love yeah. the. This is one of the better ones, in my opinion. The when the lead up to the chorus when it's the edge singing, it's just a good U two song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard the early version? You must have, probably. Um, it's on. Uh, let me look. At, let me look for it. Live and unbaked, or not live and unbaked. Unreleased and rare. Yeah. <laughs> Live and unbaked. What is unbaked mean? What is... Here, let me play the early version. Yeah, do that. Because it's not as good, and you go, you know what? You guys improved. Okay, first of all, what kind of start is that? Murder. <laughs> you tooted, bro. <laughs> you tooted, bro. <laughs> you two medium rare and remastered. This is well. This is on something I have called unreleased and rare. But yeah, I think that's something that it also appears on. Wow, this is not as good. Not as good, and also the chorus is not as good. Oh, this is when it was called tough. Oh, really? They just call it. Sometimes you can't make it on your own. Alternate version. But yeah, originally titled tough. 
It's about uh, Bono's relationship with his dying father. Yeah. Um, not about Michael Hutchins of the band Kicking the Snake, Kicking the Green Snake. <laughs> Kicking the Green Snake. Was that from our show? I think so. <laughs> I think we talked about that the last episode, maybe. Yeah, this is not... It definitely improved. And I think this part is different right here. Let's... Oh no, this is the same. This is how it goes. Okay, this is the same, but it differs in a very significant way. I think maybe right here. Oh yeah, they, they it's missing the, the and yeah. it's you that I look in. That must be from some other song. Yeah, and that's a great, and that to me is what maybe Miracle Drug is missing a little bit. It's huh. just like that transcendent moment that's just like beautiful, like it, yeah, like when the melody lifts up yeah. and just kind of soars, and like you got the edge singing this really super high falsetto part. I think it's a beautiful song. I think it's I yeah, think it's really good. Me too. It was not as big of a hit as they thought it would be. No, which is weird. I thought it would be, but maybe they should have waited and put it out third or something. Rather than the second single, I believe it was the second single. It could have been, maybe. I think it was the second. It was. We'll never know. Uh, it actually. <laughs> we'll never ever know. <laughs> I can tell you that information right now. Uh, it was the. It debuted at number one on the UK singles chart. Wow. That said, I don't know that it was really. It wasn't big here. It was their third single. Was it was after all because, all because of, of you? Yeah. Was the was the second one? All right. Oh. Let's hear the next song. Love and peace, or else. Unfortunately titled. Yeah, and I think this song, I don't love the way it begins. Okay, but by the way, most of this record, well, it's executive produced by Steve Lillywhite. He's yeah. back yeah. from war. But this is the only track that is actually produced by who? Oh, you guessed it. boy. Old he, Sourpuss. He had to come back, didn't he? <laughs> he had to. Him and Lanois. Got together and were like, let's cloud up, let's oh, let's put a clunker on U2's album just to remind them that they're nothing without <laughs> that, us. That we really know how to team up and make a clunker. Call Boom. us the clunker twins. Someone, by the way, got very upset at me on Twitter. Some U2 fan sent me a thing like saying, Daniel Lenoir is a producer too. He's not just the guy who plays. I don't know what it was. What? Did you say he was not a producer? I don't know what we talked about. We talk a lot of shit on this show that I don't remember. <laughs> no, me too. Who cares what we talked who about? Who cares? Who, if you're a YouTube super fan... And also, I know that we both admire Brian Eno tremendously. <laughs> yes. We just are fucking around. <laughs> yeah, we're calling him old sourpuss. <laughs> Which, by the way, we're... 40 seconds in and this song has not started and by the way I just recently found a Brian Eno interview about No Line on the Horizon and it's like 40 minutes of him just talking in a room and I watched the entire thing <laughs> trying to figure out what parts to bring on this show yeah I want to see it and just thinking about him being sourpuss it was very funny watching this video but I watched 40 minutes of him just talking just talking yeah well, obviously we're fans I don't like this song I feel like this song gets there eventually. Like, when it really kicks in again, it gets uh -huh. better. But I feel like it could have been condensed into a better Why is song. Why it track four, too? I know. Remember that, the last record, how they were just hit, 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 hit? To, to me, it was it's weirdly sequenced. It shouldn't have been track four. I don't like it. Let's go to the next but song. But wait, wait, wait. Can you skip ahead a bit? Because it does get kind of... 
good. Now remember this in wait right like, here. This is better. What kind of song is this? I remember critics really loved this song and always like critics. And I never really got it, but fuck them. All right, let's go to the next one. City of Blinding Lights. This is a great song. Yes, I like this song. So this is the third song that I like out of five. Not bad. And Miracle Drug, I... I, No, this is the third song I think is really good and transcendent. Out of five. So far, not bad. And Obama ended up using this on the campaign. Mm -hmm. Miracle Drug, I think, is is okay and almost there. I just wish they would have done one more pass. This is a terrific song. This is a great song. Um, and I think it takes like three minutes to get to the chorus. It's one it's of those like, YouTube... Yeah, it's sort of like a, a where... Is it where the streets have no name? Yeah. Which yeah. Just like starts... Yeah. I, I just think it's... This is really awesome. good. Yeah. And this is great, great live. And probably a staple live for... At the Staples Center. At, at, when they play the Staples Center. Um, okay, so then then we have All Because of You, which is another one of those. This was a single. Yeah. But I have to say, not, not do a fan. one more draft. I think this is awesome, and I this is Miracle Drug. Oops. Sorry, bro. I think I'm on random. Random. Uh, random. <laughs> okay. I love All Because of You, but I don't... I think it's more like The Who. It's it's just a... You, you, it's... It, it, whatever is on the surface of the song is all it is. It's just mm-hmm. a a pop song. It's, I'll tell you the one part that because I'm a melody guy, like I love yeah. melodies. I'll Everyone you, knows that about you. I'll tell you the part that I that I just go ah oh, do one more draft is where it goes because I think it's very catchy. Oh, because yeah. of you. But yeah. then he goes oh because of yeah. you. He just kind of does this like ah. It's just like feels like. Temporary placeholder to really? like come up with a melody. See, I think it's fully realized. I just think it's it's just kind of a little throwaway, but not throwaway in the sense that here that it shouldn't raises. be there. But I'm gonna fast. Forward. I think it's it, it's really good. I, I like and I parts think of it. The but... edge on his who's that? Um, Thedge. Thedge. Okay. I think Thedge's work on this song is amazing. I like the lyrics too. I think these are really good lyrics. Let's get to the chorus. Okay, this is a good yeah. bridge. Okay, here it is. What, what's wrong with that? Oh, I don't know. It just doesn't sound like a melody to me. It's just kind of like I don't know what to do right really? here. I think it really reminds me of the Who. <laughs> For me, line. it's like if you're gonna go all oh, because of you, then go up and be like all oh, because of you, uh, and then go up and go. Yeah, it's really too bad they didn't do that. What's wrong with them? It sounded great. <laughs> okay, so then, then I feel like the record's over because I don't, I don't know that anything else on it is even coming. Close. Oh, you're crazy. Okay, a man and the and a woman is not good. It sounds like a sting song to me. I do not like this song. Okay, but this is your favorite record. Interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I don't like this song very much. It's your like, favorite it's, record by your favorite it's band. It's like um, it's like Wild Honey or whatever. From yeah, yeah. They, they, why do they put like a? Oh, actually, I do. This is one that I sort of go. 
It reminds me of their earlier works. It kind of reminds me of something that they would put on, like, Unforgettable Fire or something. This? I kind of like it, but I agree it should not be on this record. Sounds like Sting, though. I fucking like Sting, bro. Crumbs from your table. Wait, are you, are you talking about you two, or are you talking about my actual table? Right no, I, I want to come over to your house and... Um, Whatever crumbs you may have on your table, I would like access to why, them. Why are you so into crumbs? I enjoy eating crumbs. <laughs> I enjoy making necklaces out of crumbs. I enjoy crumbs. Okay. Give me your crumbs. <laughs> Should we start an episode of Give Me Your Crumbs? Okay, here we go. This is Give Me Your Crumbs. Hey, welcome to Give Me Your Crumbs. I'm Scott. This is Scott. Scott, um, will you give me your crumbs? Will you give me your crumbs? Yeah. Okay. Can you give me your crumbs? Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, we're back with you talking you two to me. Let's hear a little crumbs from your table. This, I think, is uh, one of the great songs. Okay, let's hear a little bit. I'll be quiet, and we'll just listen to it. Someone complained, by the way, like, why are you only playing 10 seconds of each song? Well, we can't, like, legitimately play you two songs. I mean, we could, but then the podcast would be really really long and also people would just like why don't we just play a u2 record you can't say that listen to this this is great okay here we go this is just a big song doesn't really remind me of u2 i have to say it's not giving me the the guitar that sounds like veg Kind of bored. It's this is a terrific song. Let's get to the core. You just skip the chorus. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> okay, it's a terrific song. You obviously. What is he not, talking about? Crumbs from your table. It's about um, a, a haunted uh, house. The, <laughs> the the haunted houses in every every nation in the world has at least four haunted houses. Okay, good. Bono has visited them all. <laughs> um, I, I I to me it sounds like maybe you've never even listened to that song all the way through. Maybe not. I don't know. It's a great song. It's a it's a big live sounding song. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it's a terrific all right. song. Let's hear one step closer. One step closer is kind of like grace. It's sort of a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad song. It, By the way, remember when you two like Unforgettable Fire? They'd put weird instrumentals, and they would they were yeah. trying to. Do, that's this is what I'm talking about. Like these are all fine songs, but they're not like. Well, they get an, to that on the next album. They have some very experimental songs on, and there. that's why I like. Yeah, I like it too. The next record, but we'll this talk is about a straight-ahead rock and roll. This album. is just a. Ro- this is like you're. It's like remember how they started working with Sourpuss because they didn't want to be the Who. This is like a Who record. I don't think it is at all because I think it has those transcendent U2 moments uh, and songs. But it's not an album; it's a collection of songs. I disagree. I think it has a lot of themes that go through the entire do album. You, do you know? And I think aesthetically, the guitar sound is consistent. I, think I it, will agree with that. It's aesthetically an album, but I don't believe that and it, it's not a work of art. The whole thing is pared down, and it feels like a, just a tight rock band. When I think of albums, I think of, I don't know, Sgt. Pepper. <laughs> you know, I, I love... Can we talk about albums for a second? Sure. Why not? Albums, to me, it's, it's more than a collection of songs. Am I right, Scott? Mm, probably. <laughs> okay, so One Step Closer is not... 
the most interesting song, but it's it's pretty. Okay, and this is your favorite record by your favorite band. All right, here we go. An original of the species. This is my favorite song on the album. Okay, original here. of the species. Ding dong. I think ding, this should dong. have been. It was a single, but like a year after the album came out, they should have. I think it could have Spider-Man. been something. Spider Man <laughs> does whatever a spider can. Spins way, a web <laughs> any size. Spoiler alert: We're going to have a Spider Man like episode one of these days. Yes, we are. That's going to be good. Do you think this is where they came up with the idea to do the Spider Man yes. musical? Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> oh, I like. I like this. This is a. This is my favorite. Song. I like the horns too. Is it horns? Horns ever show up in this, but I'm hearing like bump. Oh, maybe it's synthesizers. Now the chorus is coming. It's it's a it's a great great chorus. Like this is such a forgotten. That's good. I like that. That's good. This isn't even the chorus. This is what I mean. Is this like the? This could be a chorus. But it's the lead up to the right. chorus. That's what I like in a good YouTube song. And here it comes, just to. See, that's good. Amazing. He's going right? up. He's going up on the melodies. Right. Up. Yeah, this is good. This is a good song. I, this is one of my very favorite uh, songs of theirs. Ooh, I wish it continued though. Like, why <laughs> is it? Why is the chorus end after two things? He probably. Oh no, they later they, they go back. To yeah. It. Okay. Um, so I'll give you that one. So I like Vertigo. I like Sometimes You Can't Make It On Your Own. I like City of Blinding Lights. And I like Original of the Species. So but I, like I think you like Crumbs From Your Table. You've just never listened to Fuck it. Crumbs From Your Table. Okay. Yahweh, I also really like. It sounds like uh, Sonic Youth when it starts, which I appreciate. Oh, yeah. This is classic Sonic Youth. Doesn't that sound a little like Sonic Youth? Except for the jangly edginess of it. Except for the birdsy REME guitar. This doesn't sound I, like Sonic Youth at all. What just the fuck the, are you talking about? No, just about? the wall of guitars that it starts with always reminded me of Sonic Youth. You're such a fucking loser. Now this... <laughs> wait, start it again and tell me that doesn't sound a little Sonic Youthy. Which band is Sonic Youth? They're... Four lads from Liverpool. Oh, right. Yeah, this sounds exactly like it. Is this the one where he goes, Yahweh? Yes. This is okay. Take these shoes. Take these shoes. Kind of a weird sound on his lyrics because he's got someone yeah. an octave down. Yeah. So. Take this I don't know. I mean, there are, for me, a man and a woman, uh -huh. love and peace or else, uh -huh. and one step closer. Those three songs are ones that you could do without. I could do without, even though I think one step closer is pretty. It's just, I would usually skip it when it's on. And I think it's about something really lovely, but it's just not. A song I, so I you, reach you for. like eight out of the eleven tracks. What about the bonus track, Fast Cars? I am not a fan of. I'm that not song. a fan of that either. But Mercy, I would have taken off a man and because I feel like Love and Peace or Else is thematically kind of a centerpiece to the album, and they it was important. I just feel like they should have come up with a. 
tighter version of it or something. Mm. So Mercy is a track. We, we were talking about this during the break. Yeah. Mercy is a track that they did not put on that you found on YouTube. YouTube. Okay. And let's hear a little bit of Mercy. Um, I think lyrically it's not totally finished, but does it have someone going, Ooh, mercy. Ooh, mercy. That was terrible. Sounds okay. Yeah. I don't know that I've heard this. Um, it takes a while to get to the chorus, so. It takes a while. It takes a while. We got to do our stained glass podcast, by the way. Yeah, when is that happening? So you're pretty ambivalent about the album, although it sounds like, what happened there? I don't know. You fucked up. That's what happened. It's this stupid chord. Plug it in, bro. Here we go. And it turns so I feel like if you took off Man and a Woman and put this on there, it would, because this is like a, a seven-minute epic U2 mm-hmm. song. I think it would be fine if this and Maybe. City of Blinding Lights have two big epics they on the front, album. Front loaded them a little. I I think that if they put uh, Vertigo, then sometimes you can't make it on your own. Then City of Blinding Lights, those three incredible hits back to back. Maybe I'm hooked into the album a little more. As it is, I kind of went Vertigo, Miracle Drugs, okay. Then, ooh, I like sometimes you can't make it on your own. And then Love and Peace or Else, I'm just out. I've always you thought know? Love and Peace or Else is a re- it's re- it's they, a they must have, drop. They must have really loved it and, yeah. at the time. What do you think of Are You Gonna Wait Forever? That's off the Vertigo single. Oh, yeah, I thought I think it's okay. Are you gonna wait forever? I like it. I think it, I think yeah. it could have been on the record. Um... What about Neon Lights, their Kraftwerk cover? Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. But I, that original of the Species should have been... Should have been up, moved up. Don't Why is it think? track ten, uh, t- uh, 10? I don't mind that. I think it's great because I think the album is really consistent. They, they, I think they knew that All That You Can't Leave Behind was a little too front-loaded, so they spread out the really why great though? ones. Like, why not front-load everything? Because you should spread it out so the album's more cohesive. I don't know. Okay, so the chorus... Turn this off. The, no, the chorus to this is coming, and it's great. Listen. <laughs> this is a shitty recording. Okay, here it comes. Pretty good, right? Yeah. Although it maybe needs one last love will come again. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> well, uh, did you see? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> you did it to me again. Did we talk about that on a previous episode? Yeah. Like, try to hand me back the cord. Yeah. You fucking like. <laughs> okay, God, so why do I keep falling for that? Let's come to some sort of agreement on this album. <laughs> did you see the live tour? Yeah, I did. I, I saw did that. not. You didn't. I didn't. And so I, you were so ambivalent about this album that I don't you didn't know what, even bother to go. Yeah, I didn't even bother to go. Huh. Um, I bought the DVD or Blu-ray of it. Um, all of my stuff, because we're in between places, in, is in storage. Yeah. So I have not been able to watch it. I uh-huh. hope by the time we get to talking about um, the next record, which may be a few episodes down the line, um, that I'll have watched it and then can can talk about that. Well, too. I hope so too, Scott. <laughs> um, it was similar to the 
the um, elevation tour, instead of a heart, it was a circle mm-hmm. that came because right. vertigo was. I've like a seen target. the pictures. Okay, so. <laughs> By the um, way, some of the some of the deleted tracks on this Xanax and wine. Oh, put on well, uh, all the. Are you going to wait forever? Let me. I haven't heard that in a while. Yes, time. master. Put it on. Uh, Xanax and wine, an alternate early version. <laughs> Adam's like jacking off. How, this is not Xanax uh, and wine. Cody, Zan- I'm trying to play something. Is uh, let's try it again. What all were right. you just doing, Cody? There we go. Cody's like fucking falling asleep, and we still have one more episode to do. Uh, Xanax and Wine, an alternate version of Fast Cars. Fast Cars isn't even any good. Why are we doing an alternate version? But that other version of it is better. Maybe, yeah. But Xanax and Wine. Xanax and Wine is not good. Title your songs better. Uh, Native Sun, an early version of Vertigo. This is all because of you, right? I don't think so. I mean, it's like an early version of it. No, no, well... I don't know. There's an there's an early version of All Because of You that is not this. I don't think so. I think this is a totally different song. Anyway, we we're out of time. We yeah. Need, we All right. Need, okay. But what what do we think about this record? I think it's great. I, I think it's more a sentimental favorite for me, just because I was so happy that. At this point in their career, they're still because it was, it, it was a re, the, it kept them very relevant. Mm-hmm. It was a big, huge hit. It kept them going, kept the U two machine going. They yes. had the Vertigo plane. Yes, I felt like it's there's no way to fake an album like this. It's just it's a straightforward rock album. The songs are up front. I thought the guitar work was really innovative and great. Even though it's just a straightforward rock album, I thought he did new things with the guitar. Um, I just thought it sounded really good and raw. And for a band this big to do that, I thought it was interesting and cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are a few songs I'm not crazy about, but I still listen to it. I think it's great. You can't win them all, Scott. Well, Scott, I think... There's some good songs on it. There's about, uh, from, by my count, I think we said five songs that I really like on it. Uh, is that right? One, But even two, those, you're a little... Three. No, four songs that I think are great U2 songs. Yeah. And then probably three that I think are okay. Maybe yeah. needed to go through the old, uh, uh, another draft of them. And then some that are, are just misses for me. So, yeah. and this is one I do not return to. Uh, when I listened to it front to back the other day, it was the first time I'd done that maybe since it came out. Really? I just, it did not pull me in. Whereas yeah. All That You Can't Leave Behind, we agreed last episode, it's great. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, great yeah, yeah, for yeah. the first half. And yeah, then yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, shut up. All right, so that's it for another episode <laughs> of You wow, Talking. Wow, we do have a whole other one to record right now. Though. Yeah, that's it's very late at night. <laughs> this is it for You Talking You Two to me. This is Scott. And for Scott across the table from me, I hope you've... Found, found what you're, you're looking for. We'll see you next week. Bye.
This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Ackerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shaken? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs. People like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. I think it's a one of a kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.